1: I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now,
0: here's your host, Tara kennedy Clive.
1: Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. It's me. I'm just, I'm I'm doing my sexy voice today because (laughs) of my guests. I just, I just, you know, that's such a lie. I've, I... It's ridiculous. I went to a Toys for Tots conference, and I was talking my brains out for three days straight, and then I sang karaoke and um, made a fool out of myself, so now I have no voice. (laughs) Which, of course, that would happen, because, you know, on the day that I have three interviews in a radio show, why would you have a voice? That's not even... That doesn't even make sense. So anyway... (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us today. I am so excited about this show. I have some of my favorite people, some that I've met, some that I've never met, but some of my favorite people on this show today. So you're going to, first we're going to talk to um, Hannah and Kaylee from there. If you have never seen their videos, you've got to go to YouTube and look up Hannah and Kaylee and just laugh your patootie off because these, these two girls, ladies are the funniest thing Ever, They crack me up every single time. If I'm having a bad day, I just go to YouTube and type in Hannah and Kaylee, and I'm laughing in seconds. So we're going to have them on. We're going to have my good buddy, Dr. G, on, who has just put out her brand-new book, How to Get the Behavior You Want Without Being the Parent You Hate. And then... We have Michelle Cohn, who wrote this book called Actually, There Is Something Under the Bed, which completely creeped my kids out when they opened up the envelope. I'm not going to lie to you, Michelle. (laughs) And and then we have, finally, Gina Blatt, who is the co-creator of a game called Let's Potty. And it's just it was a huge hit at the Toys for Tots conference, so we're going to be talking to her, too. But first, oh, my gosh, Hannah and Kaylee. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. I Well, I've said it like a thousand bazillion times, but you guys are so awesome. Uh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so I have to ask you, what got you started in this whole awesome, like, in-your-car, crazy, self-help, funny video thing that you do?
2: Well, um, really, I mean, we've always been, um, you know, a little on the goofy side. We've always um, kind of... I guess made short little videos just like for me and her and of our road trips together and um different things and um we were actually really we were actually driving home from uh, Delirious like Delirious from Texas like <laughs> needed to stay away cuz we couldn't stop and take a nap or anything so I mean it's kind of dangerous but um you know what you think about it but uh she like she was like well let's make a video like like how to travel for cheap i mean because we just did it so um so we just that's where it started we just started making videos like tips and she she just blurted out dollar General and like (laughs) um you know like she just blurted that out and that just kind of like oh well let's just go with that you know and um we like to do everything for cheap we don't you know we don't like to spend a bunch of money on stuff so like you know, we were like, well, we can give tips on how to do that, you know, and then we can, you know, spin them and do them, like, funny, like what like what we would do, you know. And, um, <laughs> that's just really how it came about. We were really just delirious on a road trip, and we just started making a video. And more and more people started saying, you need to, you know, y'all need to make a Facebook page or YouTube, y'all need to, you know, do that. And we didn't know anything about YouTube or anything. like. And then we were filming the leaves, like, Yeah. Because that's what we called each other. and um, so we Yeah, made that was on your
1: first couple, yeah.
2: Yeah, we were we were film on the leaves at the beginning because that's what we actually used to call each other all the time. We had to get out of that habit, though, because I would always mess up saying that at the beginning of every little show we did. Yeah.
1: but um, <laughs> Trademark infringement. No big deal. No. Yeah, within the
2: first two weeks, we had, what, 40,000 likes? Yeah. And uh, a, a lawyer from California actually contacted me and told me that we needed to change our names because um, we had kind of come up, like, I mean, we got popular fast. Mm. and um, it's an easy way to get sued because, you know, they're copyrighted. So sure. they're trying to come back with the film on the Wii's movies. So anyways, we were like, okay, well, what better person to be than ourselves? And if we're going to get known for this, let's at least be ourselves. So that's kind of
1: how the whole thing came about. That is so funny because you guys, here's the thing that's really funny. I haven't spoken to you before today, and you really do have – The southern louisiana accents that you have on the videos which i totally thought you were faking
2: (laughs) (laughs) no no that's that's all real
1: (laughs) they're so cute oh my gosh louisiana is my favorite state i'm in pennsylvania i'm sure you can't tell because i have no accent um but yeah we're from pennsylvania and we actually brought louisiana to pennsylvania when my husband and i got married because we love it so much so we did like the crawdads and the you know etouffee and all that stuff like new orleans Louisiana. yeah we love you know. new
2: orleans so yeah that's probably one of our favorite places we're more the country we're not more cajun we're yeah more, we're like we're redneck yeah the redneck hillbilly <laughs> <up here> <laughs> <laughs> that's more the cajun down there you know they have that french accent
1: sure. yeah the the i can't understand a single word you're saying accent that one yeah
2: yeah that <laughs> yeah. one exactly like when we get down there they're like you know they don't understand us. I'm like, what'd you say? You want a beignet? <laughs> <laughs> That's something they have in New Orleans.
1: <laughs> Somebody went through an entire thing about how they're not they're not pralines, they're pralines because you don't say brazier, you say brasier. So, yeah. brasier?
2: Bra- I say bra. Yeah. Well, get your bra on. <laughs> I know. I've been made fun of. I, I went. I think it was in Colorado. My husband travels and works to lots of places. And I was in Colorado, and I was in Subway, and I asked for vinegar and oil. And and the guy made me repeat oil over and over. And he was like, you mean oil? And I was like, yeah. I mean, what's the problem? He's like, where are you
1: from? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You guys have to look up the video of the little boy who just got a bow and arrow. If you haven't seen it, look it up. You're all going to google it later and it's going to you're just going to die laughing. I can't say it on the show, but it's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, all right you guys. I know. Well, Kaylee, you have a little boy named Trip, right? Yes. He just turned 5. He just turned 5. He's the cutest thing ever on your website by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you guys have to do like, how would you do? H- how would you make like a Halloween costume for cheap?
2: Well, actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, okay. We can make them for cheap. Um, I mean, all you need is a white T-shirt, okay? Uh, coal, like we we like to use coal because I mean eye. it's cheaper, you know, and you can do a smoky eye with the coal, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um uh, you just get a piece of coal, a white t shirt, you know, like a little sharpie marker or you know, sharpie's kinda expensive. You might just want to get like, you know, one of them, you know, washable markers. But anyways, you can uh, draw a pee on a white t shirt and then you you get um a piece of coal and you rub it over one eye and black out your eye, and then you are a black eyed pea. <laughs> 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 I did that- i did that the trip like two years ago and it was the cutest like like cheapest like but he got the most like he got the most like comments on you know he would be like what are you and i'd be like black eyed pea and they'd be like oh, my gosh and they'd laugh so like you know there was lots of you know pirates and all that kind of stuff but he was a black eyed pea and it was awesome <laughs>
1: I so am going to do that too So now we have to all do that And we have to all put our pictures up On Facebook Oh yeah So we're all going to be black eyed peas And then we could start the band back up again (laughs) (laughs) You guys get that right?
3: No no.
1: The black eyed peas Fergie Oh oh. Oh my gosh I got it too I mean, I'm gonna. I'll pee in my pants, and then I could be Fergie. <laughs> you guys don't get that either, do you? you pee in her pants? Fergie peeing her pants on stage because she was in the middle of a song. When you gotta go, you gotta go. And then, like, they told totally her up. No, 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 no. That's why you bring a border potty with you. Are you wear a
2: diaper? And, oh yeah.
1: Or you could go to your local Dollar General. Yeah. You could get some plastic bags and some tubing and a suction cup or like a funnel.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of things you could do besides tail on stage yeah I, would say, <laughs> I just don't he's i would be like I gotta go check my cat he's been sick backstage or something I mean I yeah don't think <laughs> <of them. laughs>
1: that could have so many different meanings I like it that's pretty <laughs> awesome I gotta go check my cat backstage that's fantastic <laughs> So so you you guys have a ton of new videos coming out that you're like teasing us with on your website, right Yes you do don't you
2: <laughs> yeah well, um we just put um we actually, we just put a new one out like yesterday we do a lot of if anybody wants to really really follow our live, we do a lot more on Instagram just because you don't have to be three or four minutes and we normally just do like when we get together we'll make a short video and they're videos that are not on Facebook at all so our uh, Instagram is Panna and Kaylee and so um, we have a lot of followers on there and that's really how you can really you know get something pretty much every other day we post something at least yeah and like she uh, so put a video out yesterday and it was like um, it wasn't our we took it back old school yeah it wasn't it was our it wasn't our typical like um um I'm, I'm, some people were kind of that it didn't have anything to do with the dollar general but oh. um yeah <laughs> but it Bummer.
1: was, it was yeah. <laughs> we- <laughs> It's, well, it is kind of like when I wanted to tell people that you were coming on, but I didn't want to because I wanted to be a surprise. I took a picture of our local, local Dollar General sign and, and put it on my website, so that was pretty funny. So, <laughs> you guys have been so awesome. I want everybody to know, too, before we have to go to our first break, that you guys do a lot with charities, too. So in in addition to being awesomely talented and funny and hysterical, I want people to go to your website, um go to your Facebook page and check out all the stuff that you do for fundraising and stuff on there, too. You guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an awesome start, and I love you, and we're going to keep following you. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk to Dr. G.
0: Thank, Thank you. A business with the work of these sponsors. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success, more stability, more happiness? It's all out there waiting for you. But it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the Woohoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Spark Your Soul Radio with Anne Phyllis, Perspectives with Purpose, Insights with Heart, the WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world, from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Anne Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature soul sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents
1: clean my house
0: (laughs) it's time to clean their house you know what it means if my house is clean
1: i have big closets and a broken computer
0: shaken and stirred up with a twist from america's family advocate tara kennedy klein and now back to the show
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh, Hannah and Kaylee, thank you so much, that was so much fun. So my next guest is actually a friend of mine that I met at a conference that we did in San Diego, Parenting 2.0 conference, and um, fell in love with her instantly because she's kind of like a kindred spirit. Super, super fun and funny and smart, smart lady. Um, and she's from Pennsylvania, so <laughs> you can't go wrong. But anyway, um, her name is Dr. G, and she just released a new book called Get the Behavior You Want Without Being the Parent You Hate, which... I think right now is a very appropriate book to be bringing out. So, hey, Dr. G, how are you? Hi, I'm great, Kara. Thank you so
4: much for having me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, oh, my gosh, everything that's going on right now, I know as parenting people there's a we're we're being tapped a lot for information. So, you know, the the what else can we do kind of thing, right? With this whole Adrian Peterson thing and, you know, parents stepping up to the plate and saying, "This is what I do and I'm proud of it," even though Adrian Peterson himself has said, "I realize after therapy that I was wrong and there are better ways to do it." People are still coming out of the woodwork. Are you finding that and how do you react to it?
4: So, this brings up something that is so important to all of us as parents because, you know, although, thank goodness, most of us when we're on our last nerve with our kids don't beat our kids with a stick, still, we can often behave pretty badly towards our kids when they get us to that, that moment of totally overwhelmed frustration.
1: Exactly. And, and I, you know, I, trying, wish people, I wish people would acknowledge that truth more. You know, I can't see everyone that's what that I'm trying to
4: get to. Right. Yeah. With the title of my book, what I was trying to get to is we are all often the parent we hate to be. And so the more tools we have, the more ideas we have for how to manage our kids' behavior, the less often we'll get there. It's not never. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: You just want it to be fewer times a day or a week.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, when I'm when I'm talking to parents that are saying um, things like I use proper spanking, I love that term, I use proper spanking. And the most I've ever had to do it was like three times in a 30 minute period. Ah. Right? (laughs) Right? It's like, okay. And then they say this, I love this phrase, too. But my kids just aren't getting the message. Kids aren't message getters. Am I wrong?
4: Well, and unfortunately, <laughs> probably if you're using pain to correct your kid's behavior, they are getting the message. They're getting the message that when you don't like what's happening to you, lash out because pain is what we use to try and change someone's behavior.
1: Exactly. Or if you're not paying attention to me and this is the way that I'm going to get you to put me on your lap, okay. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. It's very dramatic. You know, when I'm asked to speak about spanking to large groups of parents, and I often am, I will, instead of saying what I think, because I you know, agree with the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Academy of Family Physicians who says this rarely works and is often damaging, so don't do it. But rather than just say don't do it, I ask parents in the room, raise your hand if you were spanked. And often a lot of hands go up. And I say keep your hand up, please, if you feel like it worked to make you a stronger, better person almost always every hand in the room goes down.
1: Why is it then that so many people are online and in these Facebook communities and on social media and going to the news and saying it did make me a better person? Why?
4: And I've heard that too. I've been interviewed on television and had the host say to me, you know, I, I got hit and it made me more respectful. It made me turn out fine. And Nobody is saying in the literature that it can't work in an individual case. What they're saying is it rarely works, and it's often damaging. You know, alcohol can work to treat anxiety, except it's dangerous and unpredictable and poisonous, so we don't use it.
1: Exactly. and. The thing, the, the thing that's really sitting with me right now that I can't get out of my mind, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but uh, I agree with you 100% in we can't say to an entire culture who was raised on generations of spanking, you can never ever do that again because it's bad for your kids. But when we are looking at people who cannot distinguish the line between spanking and abuse, we almost have to put a stop to it.
4: I think that we've done the best we can to legislate how kids are treated. And I think that really the bulk of the burden lies on you and me and every other person out there who considers themselves someone who gets to educate parents at all.
1: I, th- I think the thing that scares me is that people can look at abuse and say that's, that's still just spanking.
4: There are definitely cultures in which, Kids are spanked regularly, and I've talked to large groups of parents who tell me, I don't want to spank my kids, but if I don't, my entire community assumes that they're spoiled and says awful things about them and me. Right. So there's, there's more than just our own frustration. that can drive a parent to feel like, you know, I, I've definitely spoken to. I was interviewed on an ABC show in Chicago, and the woman said to me, I, it hadn't occurred to me to spank my child, but the principal of his Christian school told me I should. Yeah,
1: I had a principal stand in front of me. In, a, in an office and tell a, par- a parent who couldn't get her child to go to school, well, you know mm-hmm. corporal punishment is still legal in this state. And I thought, you know what, sir, as a principal, there could be so many other things going on with that child right now. How dare you instruct her to do that? You know, when that cut child could be getting bullied, he could have a, a learning disorder. There could be so many things going on, and your first response is to you know, to instruct the parent to spank the child. So I think we have to do a better job of educating parents on the other ways that they can get control um, and maintain control without putting their hands on their children as much, right? I think that's
4: absolutely true. And And so if we can have a lot of different ways of modifying our kids' behavior, because mostly parents, even parents who spank don't enjoy it, Right. Well, you know, they don't, I don't want know about that, that to be their go to <laughs> that's been my some observation. <laughs> but, you know but that most of them feel like this is the strategy I'm trying because the other things I've tried didn't work. Right. Or so they if we can never offer given parents a lot a more chance. options. Right. Right? If they can we can offer parents a lot more options, a lot more resources and different things to try and some of those things work, things that make them recognize what a great parent they are and really see the things they admire and like about their kids, that's gonna be where they go.
1: Exactly.
4: It's like saying, I can give you this medicine that tastes good for you, the parent, or this medicine that tastes awful for you, the parent. If I can give you a medicine that works and tastes good, chances are that's the one you're going to pick up.
1: 1,000%. Yep. I love that. And don't associate the children that you see acting out in public with parents who don't discipline or don't spank their children. Um, and because I see that too much, too. Chances are a lot of the really well-behaved children that you see out in public aren't spanked either. Their parents have just found a way to not let their children cross those boundaries. And you have written an awesome book about this. which Thank
4: is, you. I really appreciate which that. I love.
1: So you have basically the three R's of parenting that you focus on that makes it super easy and memorable for parents. Can you just go through them?
4: A few Absolutely. Of them, all of them. Absolutely. So I really, I've talked to lots and lots of parents and parents who subscribe to what I would consider different philosophies of parenting. There's attachment parents and there's authoritarian parents and there's all kinds of different philosophies, positive parenting, all these different, and there are great books out there with lots of different methods. But what I have found is that no matter what religion, background, philosophy a parent subscribes to, we all want our kids to grow up to be these three things respectful of themselves and others responsible towards their obligations, and resilient when bad things happen.
5: Mm.
4: And so I've called those the three R's of parenting because I want parents, and this is another cultural pressure that you and I have talked about, Tara, I want parents to stop worrying about making their kids happy. Yes. There's a huge pressure on parents. (laughs) Even though we, we definitely feel the pressure to raise kids to be good people, there's also a huge pressure on parents to have kids who are happy now in the moment.
1: And that's so extrinsic. I want kids – I think what we really want is kids that are internally happy, happy with themselves, happy with their life, and happy with their successes. And, and yeah. so we have to
4: teach them the skills they need to get there because, honestly, if you consider your kids' happiness right now as the metric of your parenting, there are going to be a bunch of days where you're a lousy parent mm-hmm. because our kids are not going to be happy every day. And because so. growing up is difficult – <laughs> and so since all that is true and honestly if you're even if you're doing absolutely everything for your child and think that they ought to be really happy have you ever met a 14 year old you know they're right. going to have days where even if everything looks perfect from the outside they're unhappy
1: it's so true it's and we all have them you know, they're called ups and downs and hormonal shifts and everything else that can possibly happen in someone's life. Stressors. Kids are under a lot of stress these days. Plus, they also have the burden of taking on our stress in many cases.
4: Absolutely. So, so if instead of focusing on making our kids happy in this moment, we can, talk, we can think about the goal of our parenting as helping our kids grow not just physically, but emotionally and intellectually and spiritually and all those other ways, then we can say, even on a day where our child is maybe unhappy because we said, if you speak to me that way, again, you can't go to this kid's birthday party. And then they do, so we make them stay home. They're unhappy, but they're growing and learning. And we can chalk that up as a parenting win instead of a parenting fail, even though our child would say, I'm miserable and it's your fault.
1: Right. Right. That's yeah, and that goes back to the accountability, right? Responsible for their actions.
5: Wow. Yeah, it's if, so true. honestly
4: if I'm doing a good job as a parent, chances are if my child is unhappy, they would say it's my fault because I put <laughs> up the boundary, I enforced the rule, I gave the consequence.
1: Exactly, And here's the thing that astounds me is you can make your child... You you can't accept that your child is unhappy with you right now because you kept them home from a a dance or a party. But you can accept that your child is unhappy because you caused them physical pain. I don't understand the disconnect there. I mean, I kind of do, but... uh, to me, it's more of a release for the parent than it is a growth experience for the child. Quite honestly, and your kids—I mean, your kids are wonderful. You write about them all the time, and you talk about them a lot in your book. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this! I just looked over at my clock. We have like one minute left. What the okay.
4: heck? <laughs> well, hey, I we've do want to say that though, though. I think a lot fewer parents are spanking than you perceive right now because of what's been in the news recently.
1: Yeah, it's, it, the numbers are going down, thankfully. When you yes. look at the numbers statistically, they are going down, and that's a good thing. And thanks to people like you who write amazing books like Get the Behavior You Want Without Being the Parent You Hate, it's a lot easier for parents to find these alternative methods that they're not being taught, um, that they weren't taught from the previous generation. So, Dr. G, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope everybody Thank goes so out much and for gets having your me. book. Absolutely. I really we really appreciate back, that. Sure thing. We're gonna to talk to Michelle Cohn. There is something under your bed.
0: I needs a pee break, and then we'll be right back with more parenting with a twist. Spark Your Soul Radio with Anne Phyllis, Perspectives with Purpose, Insights with Heart, the WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked, and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world, from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Anne Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. You using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system and offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work and spiritual consciousness. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
1: Hey, Parent Nation. What an awesome show we have today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Michelle Cohen. And uh, because when I got this book in the mail and uh, my kids like to open up the books that I get from my guests and my son opened it up and he said, actually, there's something under the bed what in the world and he got all creeped out he's like i can't wait to read this book mom and i was like uh why don't you let me read it first and i'm glad because it's a pretty awesome book and it talks about empowering our children to face their fears which i love so michelle are you there hello
5: i am thank you so much for having me and i'm sorry i creeped out your children no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay they creep me out all the time so it was fair
5: So it was even that's perfect <laughs>
1: So I was reading through your book, and it's not at all what I expected, and it's absolutely awesome. Like, you talk about things like I never even thought you would go there, and you totally did. Like, you talk about um, children actually being able to sense things that we can't sense and -hmm. stuff like that. So I have to ask you, what, (laughs) what made you write this book?
5: Right. Well, I was one of those kids who was completely creeped out. I mean, I was so scared of the dark. I just kept thinking there were things coming at me. I mean, I would, like, take this running leap to get onto my bed because I was sure something was going to grab me. I don't know why I thought once I was in bed I was safe, but for some reason I did. And it wasn't until I was actually an adult where a really good friend of mine who, if you talked about something scary to her, she thought it was fun. And I'm like, what? (laughs) She would laugh like, oh, that's such a great thing. And I suddenly realized that some things that we fear were actually sort of trained if that's what our family fears. And her family thought it was all fun and interesting, so she didn't have any scared bone in her body about it. And then she explained to me that for me personally, I was probably more sensitive as a kid. I just thought I was an actor, so I had this overactive imagination. And she showed me that actually I was deeply intuitive And that (laughs) once she started explaining to me and I started understanding more that I really did have a sense of things that were kind of out in the world that most people don't see. And I kind of had to deal with that fact because, like I said, I was creeped out as a kid. And once I started understanding more about what's possible, and a lot of it isn't potentially scary, it became sort of fun. And then I started reaching out, and a lot of families started reaching out to me so that I can work with these kids who very specifically were like what I was like as a kid, who, you know, if they felt something coming towards them, there was a possibility that it was actually coming towards them. So I wanted them to be able to deal with it and set boundaries in case they really didn't want it in their lives or to find the fun in it if that was more fun for them.
1: That's awesome. Like the first thing that I thought of when you said that was the, the lava game. Like, that's what my mom and dad always taught me when I was afraid, because I was that kid, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I I was afraid to get off the couch. If nobody was in the living room with me and it was dark in there, I wasn't getting off that couch. Totally. Forget it. (laughs) Or (laughs) running up the basement stairs as fast as you possibly can. Exactly. You know I still run out of my garage.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's part of it I wanted to address adults. I have a lot of people saying, oh, my wife needs that book. You know, we didn't necessarily overcome it when we were kids.
1: No, I thought it was just lava. Oh,
5: oh, oh, I know. (laughs) So I think, again, there's the possibility of helping everyone know that, you know, maybe there's a reason to be scared. But if there is, you have power and you get to control what's going on around you and not be so scared anymore.
1: So you don't do... Uh, you do a thing that's kind of reminded me a little bit of what we used to do with our kids. We got a uh, a can of air freshener, uh-huh. and and we, we wrote monster spray on a piece of paper and taped it around there. So if they got scared of something on the floor in the closet or whatever, we would just spray the monster spray in that's the closet perfect. or on the floor. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> you do something that's sort of similar to that in that you take them into the space that they're afraid of, mm-hmm. and then you have them kind of, for lack of a better term, download all of that energy into, like, a stuffed animal or something like that, right?
5: Oh, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah, again, if they have something that they're holding onto, there's something about, you know, just being adrift in the world and not, you know, you feel better when you feel your feet on the ground or your hand against a wall. So for kids, I think if they're holding, a, you know, a stuffed animal or even, that, you know, depending on how imaginative they are, if they want a sword or a wand, and they can then, you know, move it around the room and feel like they're absorbing any energy that isn't working for them and making it go away. You know, I would say it's like Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz who says, you have no power here, be gone. I love And that. to let the kid <laughs> with their, you know, waving around or holding on to something say the same thing amazing how great they feel after that.
1: That's pretty awesome. Like it, I can't even imagine though some of the reactions that you must get from parents because this is a very this is a pretty spiritual practice that you're yeah. teaching. So well, the, Oh god. Yeah, no you. I want to know how parents are reacting to this. Well,
5: the... what I did on purpose in the book and I believe this strongly is that ultimately Whether there's actually something in the room or not, or whether you believe in that or not, doesn't actually matter. What matters is that your kid is freaked out, and we want to make them feel better. So as long as you don't make them feel like a freak, like, oh, you know, of course there's nothing here. Well, Mm -hmm. it may not be of course, (laughs) but it doesn't (laughs) matter as long as you say to them, look, regardless of what I believe, regardless of what you believe, you get to be in control. If you want nothing in your room, you are the one who gets to say, everybody out, I'm in charge. And that's all that matters ultimately. And I find when I talk to parents and they see the results, they kind of soften, even if they were terrified themselves. So I think that's really important and helpful that they just keep their own, I'll use the word judgments aside, and just work with what is real. And what is real is their child is in fear. And the more we can impose love on that fear, because as they say, you can't have love and fear in the same body, Mm -hmm. um, then they're going to feel better.
1: I love that so much, Michelle, because when my when my mom passed away in 2006, Mm -hmm it was one of those things where we had been but vigil by her bed for 48 hours right oh, right and I came home and as soon as I crawled into bed my youngest son crawled in between us my husband and I and we were laying there and I woke up and my son turned to the ceiling and he said I love you too oh and, yeah and that was all he said and like that the next second My phone rang. My husband's not a spiritual person. And that that even freaked him out. Okay, so it's weird because when my son was having a hard time dealing with my mom's passing and at the same time was having a hard time with anything in his room that had a face or, you know, lights on in his closet or the space under his bed, when we told him that story, that Graham, he said, Graham came to say goodbye to me. That eliminated all fear. He's like a different kid. That was years ago. But he was now he's able to see those things that were keeping him creeped out in his room as Graham coming to visit him or Uncle Jesse coming to visit him. So if you think anybody who's listening, if you think that this is like she she foo foo and it doesn't work.
5: um, I didn't even
1: know about this practice and it worked. It's pretty
5: astonishing, and I think everyone in one way, shape, or form usually has at least one story like that, and they may have dismissed it along the way, but usually, and especially when it's someone, a loved one who's passed, they, in my experience, do in one way, shape, or form try to reach out, and to me that's just so comforting. So I agree, once you realize that there's a potential for comfort, and that sometimes what's creepy-crawling in your room is actually something that loves you. <laughs> that's a great thing.
1: I agree so much. And so we only have like two minutes left until our ah. our, our, our break, but is there is there a, a way that parents can help kids determine, like you said, the difference between something that's scary and something that's that's positive?
5: Absolutely. I mean, it's like I said before, the, if you emanate love from your heart or you literally say, I love you, anything that can't register love will leave. So if there actually is something that's a little scary or sinister in your room or in your imagination and you just start saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, you'll be amazed that your body will suddenly feel better and you will notice that whatever that presence was is gone.
1: That's pretty awesome. And how simple is that? So, like, when I'm running out of my garage... <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. As we all do, or up the basement.
1: <laughs> or up the basement steps. That's going <laughs> to work for me, too. And yeah. I, th- it's it is kind of funny because kids get into those teenage years where they don't believe anything. Mm-hmm. But something as simple as that isn't going to sound babyish. It's not going to sound like something they can't do. And it's also something that they don't have to do in front of you. So,
5: <laughs> And they can even do it in their mind because that's the nice thing about energy. You don't have to speak it out loud. You can just stand there in your mind and think, I love you. Do you love me? And you know what? They can even do that if they're being bullied, if they're around someone that they don't feel, you know, an actual live human being who doesn't feel good to them the more they emanate their strength and their power and how much love they have in them, most times anything that is, of a, I would say, a lower consciousness just goes away because it's like game over. Oh, you're no fun. You're confident. Bye.
1: Wow. That's pretty awesome. Oh, Michelle, this is so, I, I love this book because it does Thank so much. much. It has so many positive applications, too, you know, even like what you just said. So they can get this on Amazon?
5: They can, Oh, and they can awesome. also go on my site. Uh, it's michellecohenprojects.com, and it'll lead you through ways to buy it as well.
1: That's fantastic. It's called, the book is called Actually, There Is Something Under the Bed, A Parent's Guide to Empowering Their Child in the Dark. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate oh, thank it. thank you. It was such a delight. <laughs> when we come back, Gina Blatt, let's potty.
0: Parrot Nation, Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it make it happen with michelle mccullough where motivation and strategy intersect michelle is a serial entrepreneur acclaimed speaker and the woohoo radio network's resident business and success strategist michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level you've got big dreams you've got big vision now it's time for you to make it happen spark your soul radio with ann Phyllis: perspectives with purpose insights with heart the woo who radio network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst. Firestarter, energy alchemist and soul truth clairvoyant using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature soul sense system and offers weekly wisdom for tuning in letting go unlocking and unblocking if you've been walking through life with excess baggage a heavy heart a feeling of disconnection from your inner life consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships life purpose work and spiritual consciousness Visit SparkYourSoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my
1: house? (laughs) It's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer.
0: Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show.
1: Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. It is flying by today. I don't know if it's my sexy voice that's making everything go so (laughs) fast or what, but this show is just rocking. So... Not to be a Debbie downer or nothing, but just yesterday in the news, 2-year-old little girl didn't make it, beaten spanked to death by her daddy potty training. Oh, right? I get more questions about potty training than any other question on the planet. So, I am so excited to have my my last final and most one Guest on, Gina Blatt. We're gonna talk about her game, Let's Potty.
3: And I'll tell you what, Gina, hi. Yes, hi Tara. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me on. I'm so excited Absolutely. to talk about this. This is this
1: is a very, very serious, stressful, you know, overthought process in parenting nation. In Parent nation. Yeah, it is. It, it needs to be fun. Why in the world would I want to sit? Over a giant hole of water. <laughs> there's there there's nothing sensical about that.
3: I'm going no, to fall that, in, I'm going to get flushed. You know. That is so <laughs> true. Well, I um potty trained twins and I had one of them who was a little afraid of the potty and the other one wasn't. So, you know, just I made it fun. And As it this game, basically, you know, I developed, you know, along with my brother, Danny Scuro, we developed this game to make it fun. It shouldn't be stressful. And um, we want to let the kids and parents know that accidents are okay. And then other things, of course, like washing hands and everything else. Like all that important stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Here's the thing: Once a parent hits 40, they're gonna realize that the accidents start all over again anyway. Oh. So, you know, you might want to take it easy on your kids because you're not gonna be perfect every right. day. Right? Yeah, so. that's that's funny. So, so, I have this I have this little toy company that I run, and um, one of my biggest clients that I work with is the Toys for Tots organization, and we just had a conference this past weekend. And mm-hmm. I took your game with me because I had it. Oh, and, that's wonderful. Yeah. We can talk about that later. But listen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, we are going to talk about that later, by the way. But anyway, they, th- there was such a tremendous response. Because here's the thing. One of the biggest problems in potty training is in the communities that would never see your game. Mm. Right. Yeah, those are the kids that the parents are struggling with it. They weren't properly potty trained themselves. So there's a lot of things that this game, I don't think you realize the important impact that this can have if it reaches the audience that it needs to reach. Because mm-hmm. it it's just it's a it's it's really fun and I mean it's
3: it's could be an awesome drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it actually has made an appearance at a college campus, but <laughs> I won't mention which one. <laughs> so,
1: so tell us a little bit about how the game is played for our people who don't know. Okay, well,
3: um, the object, of course, is to get to the potty on time. And we have four characters that you can pick from, and they're all wearing big kid underpants. That so we have two girls, two boys, and there's the playing cards. And the playing cards all have positive messages on them. And basically you just pick a card and you move. There's no penalty. If, For example, I have a card that says accidents happen. That's okay. We'll try again later today. So you would just stay there for your next turn. You would not go back. But it's you know, it's very simple. Even for a two year old, the playing cards can stand on their own. Mm-hmm. You can take these cards to when you say goodnight to your kid because they're funny. So, so you could take them with you when you go places. You absolutely. I actually took one of the the um, character pieces and put one behind my toilet at home that talks about flushing the toilet. This is a reminder for everybody in the house. (laughs) So So there's so many things you can do with it. And then, of course, the 3- and 4-year-olds love to play the game. And the 2-year-olds do, too. But you can make your own rules for the smaller ones. I
1: love that it's a board game because I am passionate about families playing board games. And there are very few board games for toddlers, to be quite honest. It's true, and a lot they, of them have little pieces and, yeah. Right, and we don't think that they can comprehend the the thing. But in addition to the potty training aspect, board games in general teach problem-solving, communication. You know, so many things that we say kids are lacking today right. can be taught through a board game and, and sitting around as a family and everybody participating. But we all know that kids are kind of addicted to technology today, too. So how do we handle that? Do you have anything for that?
3: Well, I actually, that was one of the reasons, too, I, I was noticing so many toddlers in strollers with the iPad. And I'm not against technology. I'm not against screen time because, you know, my kids use that stuff, too. But there's a time and a place and too much. You can't rely on that to teach everything. So exactly. I, I think mixing it up is great, but I think when kids look back to the, you know, happy times, it's when they're interacting with an adult, a parent, or a big brother or sister. Oh, my gosh. So it's creating yeah. those memories, and that's yeah, what kids you do with a board game. Like, right, exactly. Like, kids aren't going
1: to remember being three years old, being pushed through the mall, playing with an iPad. Kids aren't going to remember no. that. You know, but no. I can remember the I can remember the ball pit in the middle of the
3: mall that I used to go to. Yes. Know? Yeah, it's the it's the interacting and but you know, like I said, it's good for kids to learn how to use an iPad as well, but not to rely on that.
1: Exactly. And I agree with e- you. Yeah. Maybe someday you can come out with an app that has like a timer on it. No
3: my really kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Time timers. <laughs> timers are great
1: (laughs) so what advice would you give what advice would you give to parents who are currently trying to potty train their kids since this is such a hot topic
3: yeah I would say you know the most important thing is not to make it a battle of wills I know that sometimes it becomes more of you know like I know my mom really wants me to do this I'm making her upset And if you take that away, then I I think that helps, just from my experience. And then to make it fun, of course. And I think you learn most by playing. Right. But if you take that battle of wills away, I I think that helps. And with this game, it works great with any potty training method that you use. I mean, you can still use M&Ms or whatever. Some people don't like to use candy, but... You know, whatever you're using, this just helps. I like that. um, I
1: like the whole taking away the stress and the battle of wills thing. Mm -hmm. You know, well, first of all, because, you know, stress makes you constipated. So, how is anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, you know, you're really kind of being counterproductive if you're stressing your kid out. (laughs) They're not going to be able to go anyway. But the other thing is. Children, a lot of children will go through regressive behaviors if they weren't properly potty trained to begin with. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it fun and enjoyable, then they will use the potty training as a way to get your attention and make you happy.
3: Oh, instead yeah.
1: of, Right. So those are I, some I, important.
3: Right. I believe that's true. And even if a child's potty trained, um... Little reminders are good because, you know, kids do regress sometimes. Sure. And, like, we, well, like I said,
1: you know, after you have a baby, forget about <laughs> right. it. Right. There's no way. <laughs> I couldn't sneeze or laugh for three months without being myself after I had my
3: kids. Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> so what kind of feedback have you gotten from, from the people that you've shared this with?
3: Oh, I have gotten wonderful feedback from mommy bloggers from preschools and it it's a lot of it's about the interactive component and you know sometimes a kid will read the card and they'll be like oh I have to go potty now and they'll run to the bathroom I've gotten a lot of people saying that what do what are some
1: of the cards what do some of the cards say
3: okay um one I really like is that picture of a little cat in a litter box and it says kitty cat knows what to do she uses her potty just like you <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: you know i have to tell you my my youngest son <laughs> i could totally
3: see him walking up to the cat box
2: oh just... no <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay that might not be a good card for everyone you can also take some out if if you think they don't match, you know. <laughs> but <And> then, um, <laughs> but it did work
1: with him. It did work with him though. When our when we because ha- we had a dog and we would let him yeah. go outside, and yeah. my, he was like almost four years old before he was potty trained. So. And that's a typical thing with kids who have, like, ADHD and Asperger's and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're harder to potty train. They really are. And so we actually would let him go outside in the summertime with the dog. We spent Mm -hmm. an entire day naked from the waist down. I know. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, he went outside with the dog. And he learned how to control it. It was awesome. Whatever (laughs) works. Yeah, absolutely.
3: That's so So, fun. Yeah. There's a lot of you know, funny cards and the kids there's one that just says you're a super pooper and some of the some of the kids just crack up when they see that. I wanna put that in my husband's lunch box. <laughs> I know. There's so much fun that people can have with this game. <laughs> if you oh think outside
1: gosh. the box. So, so we're about <laughs> to wrap up unbelievably this has been the fastest show in the history of mankind. So where can they get this game? Yes, um,
3: you can get it at Amazon, and you can also go to the website, and it's Let'sPotty.com. Without the hyphenated, apostrophe. right? Yeah, it's hyphenated and it's without the apostrophe. But, um, you know, we're on Facebook. You can go to Amazon and type in Let's Potty. And then there's some local – I'm in Cincinnati, and there's some local retailers. That's all on our website.
1: That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Gina. This has been the best show ever. I appreciate it. Oh, thank
3: you so much. It was so much fun to talk about this. Take care, everybody. Till next week, keep playing.
1: Not every decision in parenting has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up?
0: Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this.
1: Parent nation, Why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it the most amazing opportunity on the
2: planet?